0: Uh, here with all my other people who are sometimes hosts and sometimes, you know, guests, co-hosts. What are we?
1: Colleagues, uh, I think you said. What time? Autonomous Matthew? collective, I think.
2: Uh... <laughs> the real co-hosts are the friends we made along the way.
0: Well, we are yeah. all friends, so that's, yes. that's nice.
1: Well, it helps, doesn't it, when when you're hosting a podcast, a podcast, and have been for several years mm-hmm. to get on with each other. Although right. it would it would be an interesting <laughs> atmosphere if we were more snippy with each other? Just I'm a podcast
0: that... of enemies?
1: Yeah, I'm wondering if that's something we should aim for no. as the year goes on. Just I to... Have... Welcome to the Onyx Podcast. I'm this week's host, web and with me are
2: my enemies, Matthew Dawkins. <gasps> yes, we're uh, uh, this, this bunch of assholes.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to lobby that we don't do that, because I already <laughs> think everybody hates me because I have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> the last no, thing I no. need is people to act like they actually hate me on air.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. No, so we won't be asking the viewers or listeners of this particular episode to vote on their favorite podcast host instead we have lots to talk about and it's me uh, we have it. lots yeah, we're talking no. about you, <laughs> oh, well, you we know, do it's... have a lot to
3: talk about how Matthew is egotistical swine
1: yes <laughs> I mean uh, I could I could make up some I could fabricate if you like some kind of ruse that this egotistical role that I put on is purely a persona made yeah. to entertain but that isn't true no, I it's am not an egotistical swine <laughs> uh, I'm the only writer in the industry who doesn't suffer from imposter syndrome because I know I'm good uh, <laughs> uh, I feel like you should
3: uh I feel like you should get a little extra like a, just a little bit of imposter syndrome because you're maybe not as good as you think you are. Can we no. be nice
0: to each other on this podcast please? I guess so. <laughs> I am not loving this atmosphere coming out of the gate.
4: No.
0: It is early. I'm drinking my coffee and we're being mean.
2: <laughs> no. Uh, this, uh, we- and it,
0: it's, it's Matthew's birthday for God's sake
1: yeah uh, what
2: that's who wants for his birthday he wants us to abuse
1: him <laughs> no. i I worked very hard for this birthday uh, I, <laughs> I pulled myself up by my bootstraps for this birth, birthday and you know I feel I've earned it uh but yes it is my birthday congratulations to me but congratulations also to my podcast hosts because not because of my birthday they've nothing to do with that <laughs> oh, we have no. been we have been doing this show now for years mm-hmm. yeah uh, and we've done it really in various six. formats we've done it audio only of course that's our predominant form we've done it on camera for several online conventions now i think primarily onyx uh, path cons but yep. i think we may have done some for virtual horror cons and, and yeah we day. did mm-hmm. we we've recorded them in person as well whenever we've had mm-hmm. the opportunity at conventions uh you know we are strazzling Media. Was it Rich who sat
0: on the floor at Midwinter? Or a... Yeah, what? no, it was
1: me. No, he's... At... it was you sat on the floor. Yeah, the Rich floor. Rich had the audacity to sit on my bed. <laughs> uh, which, you know, given that there was a lack of seating, I understand, but still, my bed. Uh, yeah, still, I'm not over, over that.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Mm.
1: But yeah, uh, congratulations, uh... all of us, for running the podcast <laughs> where, where, for this long where into we're the going? ground. <laughs>
3: Congratulations yeah, think... to
2: you, uh, <laughs> for for living another year.
0: Yeah, yes. I think we're on episode two sixty three to sixty four. A time of right as of right
1: now, Pat Live. life. teeth. And that's not that's not bad, is it? Yeah. Uh, um.
2: And, and that and uh, Chad just mentioned that uh, we did do a couple of live call in shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, yes, we should,
2: we should I do. We should revisit well. We talked
0: point. about Danielle's remember, plumbing problems. We
3: did talk about the plumbing <laughs> problems. <laughs>
1: You know, I, I remember that episode distinctly not because Danielle had plumbing problems, but because Danielle dominated the call. And once she was there, she refused to disconnect. <laughs> it was, uh, it was like some kind of obsessive fan. Uh, but if luckily, only we had a way to we, get removed from the call. We, if, we, we did what we, did. we do with all obsessive fans: we recruited her as a co-host. Of the <laughs> <laughs>
3: don't. That is not true. Like, don't, don't give anybody <laughs> that. <laughs> Well, I no, mean, we I am have... not recruit obsessive fans.
0: I mean, my, my bone to pick with you is that you were in the chat yesterday telling people to DM us questions. No, thank God. It was a joke. It was a joke. <laughs> I don't accept DMs from uh, strangers. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it's clearly against oh, no. the OPP like discord rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Danielle, encourage people to break
3: rules. You're supposed to make rules. You're a mechanics person. <laughs> yeah you make rules to break them
1: exactly
2: uh, so uh, sorry tom murr has, has, has uh, i would,
0: yeah. i i would let tom be on the onyx Podcast. Anytime. Fair, tom, I mean, tom's, you know. tom's got the, a better voice than all of us by a long mm. shot and oh man a better is this accent. about voice
3: y'all need to get rid of me
1: <laughs> blink, blink, blink 182 over there as we established oh, yeah. yesterday
3: because i said uh, designer <laughs> yes, I said,
1: Yes, I said. yeah, the designer sounded a little like spiders, uh, the, <laughs> the angel from your nightmares. I know it's a different verse, uh, <laughs> so we're not just here to to autopsy each other. We are here to <laughs> talk about Onyx PathCon, I hope we don't actually have a topic, do we? I mean, I think the topic uh, is
0: Onyx PathCon so far, because it is the last day, it's the last yes. day.
2: Yes. Mm. And it's it's, it's 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 an interesting time because uh, with this convention, I, think, I mean, it's been true of all of our kind of conventions, but I'm feeling it more is that the time zone shift of the con, because like most other conventions, obviously, you're all in the same physical space, so you're all exhibiting about the same time. But with this, it's been kind of odd because uh, particularly Saturday, there was definitely kind of a morning shift mm. uh, uh, part of the con. Um, where, the, where me and the other Europeans were kind of doing our stuff, and then uh, I'd be getting to the end of my panel sessions, and then Daniel would be like, it's the first one of the day, and I'm like, I'm clocking out, you know yep. I
0: mean? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> so, the same way that we do a lot of our conventions with me, because I'm always the one, like whenever someone's making the schedule, I'm like, I'll close the booth. I'll close the booth yeah. every day. I will show up at <laughs> noon, at the earliest, and I will close the booth, because I, I'm, a, I'm a night owl, as everybody knows, I like hanging out at night. I uh, have trouble going to bed before like midnight
1: at the earliest, really.
2: Right, Whereas I'm up at six o'clock, whether I want to or not. So it's usually Dick, Dixie's closing the booth, and I'm opening the booth. Yeah, um, and yeah, no, we have like an hour in the middle rehangout.
1: Problems. The uh, Eddie and his plumbing problems can't help but get up at six a.m. I, 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 have nothing with plumbing problems on this <laughs> podcast. What?
3: <laughs> when did when did Eddie get
0: plumbing
2: problems? I don't
1: know. <laughs> It's I certainly have AC that, uh, problems right now. It's something that affects all men when they reach a certain age. I was going to say we're mm, all around like, 40 problem. We've all got
0: prob- mm. playing problems. Like. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah, God. We, the, the, the... we <laughs>
0: could talk about how
3: I stayed up till midnight last night making lobster bisque. And you, really? Uh, will you send
0: me some lobster bisque? Because if not, I don't want to hear about it. No, sorry. sorry.
4: I don't want
1: lobster bisque. <laughs> well, I guess we won't talk about that. It's um, in my d- fridge,
0: but you can't have any. No, why? No. Why? Why were you making lobster bisque at midnight?
3: Well, okay, so I, before the Onyx Pathcast, like OPPCon, oh, yes, I'm awake, mm-hmm.
4: uh,
3: before it, it was scheduled, so before I knew what weekend it was going to be, I had sat down with a couple of my friends and was like, hi, I would like to cook fancy dinner and have a little dinner party with a few of you. When nice. would be good in your future schedule? And... We we looked at, like, April, we looked at May, and June was literally the first time that we could all converge together. And so we set literally today, tonight, as our date. And then a week later, Rich was like, yeah, we, we decided that the weekend of the, you know, the 16th to the 18th is going to be OPPCon. And I was like, well,
4: okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: so, I was I was surprised it was this weekend because we have the the birthday trifecta today, where it's my partner's birthday, Eddie's partner's birthday, and Matthew's yeah. birthday. Yeah, but uh, here we are.
3: <laughs> yeah. So now, uh, gr-
0: granted, they are all okay with it. Like I, I read it by my partner. Like Matthew was okay with it. We're not like doing this despite their protestations. Just so people know.
1: No, no, I didn't protest at all. Uh, you
0: didn't. I was no. in that meeting. <laughs>
1: No, but I, yet... I, I am a flexible individual. Listeners, viewers, uh, I am more than happy to uh, spend my birthday recording panels and running games.
0: Not me. I mean... Aren't you running uh, a Patreon uh... game later?
2: Yes. Yes. So I mean, on the one hand, I want to be sympathetic. On the other hand, speaking of someone who's born on Christmas Eve, yeah, whatever. Nah, it
1: always comes back to that, doesn't it? It, it does. It? Yeah, yeah. It does. But, you know, as if, as if we haven't heard that for the last however many years you've been alive.
2: Literally over forty. Yeah, Methu- that's Methuselah
1: over there.
0: The coolest yes. thing about my birthday used to be that it was the day after April Fool's Day, and or or, or that it's four two. 42, haha, mm-hmm. reference. Uh, but then I found ah. out that it's also Pedro Pascal's birthday, and now I just claim that.
1: Ooh, yeah, sure. That's much better. <laughs> mine is Battle <laughs> I would Battle of Waterloo Day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have the Battle of Waterloo and Paul McCartney on mine.
0: I also have, Ooh, I also McCartney, have very nice. Idris Elba on my
1: birthday. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Ev- I, I, I would trade Paul McCartney for Idris Elba. <laughs> Every yeah, now seriously.
0: and then somebody does a meme that's like, celebrities that share your birthday or your like squad, and I'm like, on it. Like, I will take yeah. mine. They're great.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I want to hang out with Pedro good. Pascal and Hedric Selva? Hell yeah. C- I- I- can I with you? I don't I'm want pretty. your
0: trash Christmas Eve birthday.
3: That's not a trash birthday. <laughs> yeah, it
0: is. You just get one present. I, I have I've friends that were born on Christmas. It's a bad birthday.
3: He could have <laughs> Christmas Day as his birthday. That's far more trash. It could be
0: worse. It doesn't mean it's not trash.
2: Yeah, watch Mom's back to birthday. your earlier episode dixie's like we should be nice to each other smash yeah. back to here your trash birthday yeah
3: <laughs> can we be nice to each other
4: that's trash not a
1: trash j-
0: birthday uh, it's not a judgment know, on you
2: when your I birthday know, is i
1: know i know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's from me i uh <laughs> it is. it's funny we mentioned uh i've got a patreon but before we go into that uh, we We're not should, going we, into that. No, we should mention other uh, things that I have been working on, and in <laughs> fact all of us have been, mainly because they came from the RPG Anthology is currently on Kickstarter. Look I haven't been working on it. There we go. There We got everything. there in the end. Yeah, engine. it was like a slip, a slip road, there was no traffic on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, the RPG Anthology is currently on Kickstarter, there is a, less than a week left, and we are trying to hit more stretch goals. And a new vote so, goes up tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. I imagine it because we'll probably be using the audio for this for an episode because we're damn lazy, and uh, that means you, yeah, you'll be hearing this after the uh, the Kickstarter concludes. Mm. But mm-hmm. nevertheless, if you're watching this live, listening to this uh, sooner via Twitch, uh, then please do consider backing the RPG mm. anthology because we are unlocking new genres to add, we're unlocking new stretch goals. It's been an incredibly backer interactive Kickstarter, which I always find fun, uh, listening to backer feedback. And as a result, we have added all kinds of interesting chapters to this book. But I also want to say, for my birthday, if you want to uh, give money to anyone and it isn't Onyx Path, don't send it to me. I'm I'm rolling it off my fat RPG industry checks. Uh, instead, give money to the Bodana Group because they are our charity uh, with uh, Onyx Path Con. The Bodana Group are uh, a wonderful charity. They've already mm-hmm. had a panel, haven't they, uh, regarding uh, the game we're making in concert yep, with? We Reddy. had that
0: yesterday yep. at 5.30. Yep.
1: Yes, yes. And uh, they are a wonderful charity that uses role-playing games, games in general, as therapeutic tools. And I think a lot of us can see the benefit of that now. They're a registered charity. You can find them uh, on their website. It's B-O-D-H-A-N-A. Just type that in. You will find them. And I imagine, yep, there's a link in the chat right now. Uh, Donate as little or as much as you can. It genuinely does go to a fantastic cause. Mm -hmm. And it is all I want for my birthday. And I'll, I'll, you know, feel really sad like my birthday was ruined if you don't.
0: And if you are interested in Branch Writers, the game that we're publishing with them, uh, do check out on VOD, the panel from yesterday. Uh, Jack and Doug talk a lot about it, and Rich and myself were there as well. I uh, talk about it as it is a game that, if, if you are a professional, can be used therapeutically. But if you're not a professional, mm-hmm. it's still just a fun game. Um, and also, Eddie, we spent a good five minutes saying nice things about you on that panel. Um, oh, good. They gotta miss that. And, and, and <sighs> I straight up said we were only allowed to do it because you were asleep already uh but just so you know you got lots of compliments from uh Aww. the the badonna folks for your your wonderful guidance on getting that into uh shape to be published
2: uh, yeah i mean it, it, it's it was actually a, a great experience because um uh uh i i've certainly worked with a lot of people with various different experience levels uh mm-hmm. in working in role playing games and so i was a little trepidatious honestly because like, they would never done a role-playing game before i doug yeah. had done some like small indie work but otherwise they never did anything on the scale before and, and i was anticipating potentially a pretty rough road uh and luckily uh, uh i got into the same page as them pretty quickly and uh, they were very receptive to the conversations we had and so they're Ah, uh, draft that I reviewed for the actual first draft process was was a lot cleaner than even some of the the pro stuff I get mm-hmm. these days. So I mean, they they were a, a joy to work with, frankly, because um, it it could have been so much worse.
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Yeah, but I'm I'm so glad that they thought that as well. And and frankly, I'm excited to see Branch Rise get out in the world because it's so different from the stuff that Umics Path does. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very different style of game, but certainly the a lot of the core. Uh, I think resonates well. I mean, it's, it's still a game that has a really fantastic setting, um, has some really great mechanics, and it's really uh, going to be a special kind of niche, I think, in our industry.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 really cool. Definitely watch the panel if you have more information on it, uh, because you know Doug and Jack can talk ad nauseum about this game, uh, which yeah, is what oh yeah, I let them do for the Yeah, yeah, we only got on a, a slight tangent about Gunsmoke or Bonanza or something. There was one commercial reference made that both me and Doug were like, millennials. <laughs> <Get it.
2: laughs> yeah, that's pretty common. It's usually, uh, we, we had regular meetings for branch writers. Now we're trying to log in first and say, like, okay, Jack, we have a five-minute window. Let's let's do our old GNX conversation now. When the rest of the team gets on board, we can not leave them behind. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick, push it all in. Right, exactly. Now- we keep pushing it all in.
1: Oh, um. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, at <laughs> which point the pathcast took a turn.
2: Was- uh, <laughs> no, um, I was to say it's like uh, one thing we've been talking uh, a lot about this weekend's um, has been story path ultra as well. Um, ah. uh and, and we've been we pushing it into like we had a, a scion game using some earlier ultra rules. We had a Trinity game using ultra rules. Danielle has run or is running.
3: I ran. Has run ran. last night. How'd that go? Uh, it went really well. Uh, I picked a bang up team of improvers so we didn't actually get through the entire scenario i had planned because uh terry's <clears throat> eloquent speech uh, and uh descriptions of the the ridiculous thing his character was doing uh took up a lot of time uh that we we wound up having some weird technical issues which i was able Aww. to solve but um ate up a little bit of our time um <clears throat> but otherwise it went really well. Uh we played a uh an urban fantasy game. Uh Monica played a demon who was a thembo. Of course. Um, <laughs> of course
0: she did. <laughs> Terry
3: Terry played a ghost uh who was a, a sad little mopey dude who was afraid that people would forget him. So um wound up getting on stage in a nightclub and reading out uh like some poetry that he had just written <laughs> to get attention uh and uh kim played a vampire who was kind of a a little bit of a a punk like uh eat the rich but like literally nice all uh, right nice. so uh yeah it was it was tons of fun uh they seemed to have a lot of fun and the fans were very happy to see uh, some of
0: the moving parts of Story Path Ultra. Yeah, I didn't get to watch it because I had the Branch Writers panel and then uh, food happened and then I had to get ready for my game. Uh, so I am looking forward to watching the beauty on that because I would like to see it in action too. You know, we've been talking about it behind the scenes and working on it and stuff for so long that like yeah. seeing Survey Ultra in action is very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I was playing Realms of Pugmire last night. Yeah, Ooh. how'd that go? Uh,. <laughs> We did a scenario from the uh, realms of Pugmire core right? Okay. Uh, and mostly we got real. <laughs> you, you, you put a bunch of leftists in there, and we started talking about the ethics of using zombies as a workforce and whether or not the people consented to becoming zombie workers. <laughs> um, we <laughs> our our RGM uh Krista uh, from Dark Tales, mm. is really good at accents. Which I did not know because I haven't. I, as everybody who listens to this podcast knows, I don't really watch actual plays all that often. Um, mm-hmm. It's just not something that I find fun. Uh, but I do like playing in them, obviously. Um, but like all of the characters had amazing accent work. We had like a Russian character. We had a character that was very much from New York. I think that was Mr. Grumpy Face. Uh, oh, fantastic uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it we didn't get through quite as much of the scenario as I think we wanted to Because we were having too much fun So right. it's not like it's a problem uh, Also, our group was amazing We had so much fun doing character creation on Thursday uh, We had a very tiny dog who was uh, a, a stray So mm-hmm. swinging around, around at giant mall, of course and We had a very large dog who was our artisan uh, So, you know, we had a good time I was a shepherd, it was fun
2: it's funny you mentioned uh, uh leftist Pugmire because in the game that I ran, um uh I, I let everyone make their own characters or I could make them, and it kinda ended up being a bunch of free dogs. And so I was like, cool, great, so you're a bunch of free dogs, you come into Hounton, and then that I-, I-, I shuffled them into my haunted house scenario. Yeah. And uh so like there's this you know, it's uh, uh the head of the Transylvania Hounds, and she yeah. has this creepy manner and she has all of this stuff. And like the whole time, it was like, and this is why the nobles shouldn't be in charge because of stuff like this. You put them in charge, they summon demons, they leave plastic lying around, they make things worse for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, what, one of our one of our dogs was a, a a thiefy roguey type character, and I kept having to be like, I don't know if you're a very good dog because I was playing the shepherd and I was very concerned about the welfare of this one, you know. <laughs>
2: I love that though. That, that, that's always great when you can hit that kind of sweet spot of like, this is like a dog game, but also it's actually talk about, real problems <laughs> and use that as a lens to kind of talk about those things
0: oh yeah <laughs> we, 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 we were talking unions we were asking if the the, <laughs> the zombies were actually scabbing like you know we had
1: we had we
0: had questions about the ethics of what was happening at the docks in bugmire <laughs> i mean I,
1: I can imagine zombies breaking a picket line but i don't think it would necessarily be of their volition i think they're just drawn toward lines of people right usually, and they would break it quite literally in a sort of siege way. If they're being controlled uh,
0: by a necromancer.
1: Well, then the necromancer is the ultimate scab.
0: That's what I, that's what we said.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm, gl- I'm glad, yes, <laughs> we've come to consensus on this matter. But let's take our complaints to the necromancer in writing.
0: Now, right. you were running Classified earlier, right, Eddie?
2: Yes, I was actually. Um, and uh, that was my first time running, actually, any they came from game. Um mm-hmm. I had not run any kind of they came from games previous, previously. Uh, and I, I I I wanted to do classify because I just feel like Classify doesn't get enough visibility. You know, it's it's like I was like that's it's like beyond the grave Everybody to see. And so I I ran it. And I had like note, more notes than I usually take. Um, and I should have known better because the players went off script pretty much immediately. Uh, but um yeah the premise was basically um they were the support team for a big super spy who had the initial JB because they all do. Um, and the spy was like, if you choose to accept it, you have to follow this mission to go to an island base run by this eccentric billionaire and he's bringing robots. And he said, nope, choose not to, and there's left. And they're like, uh, what? And so now the team had to go do the mission without him. Mm. Uh, and it was great because like um, like half the team were like seducing key people. and The other half of the team were like trying to figure out where the robots were and uh, – you know, I was trying to find ways to keep pushing them back together to reunite the team, and they kept like finding ways to go back apart. So like, I think they were actually others uh, a team maybe thirty minutes throughout the whole episode.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but it was it was it was just a blast. Um, they they really uh, got the idea and the concept of the game really really fast. Uh, and I framed it like a television show, and so they were pretty quickly uh, doing things like the camera zooms in on my character, and you see this thing, or um, we're just going to cut away, to so now you have new outfits, and we're not to explain why. <laughs> um, I had a commercial break, even, and we talked about uh, the cigarettes that were being advertised during the commercial break, you know. <laughs> uh,
1: you, yeah. uh, you, did, you had a fantastic crew of players as well. Absolutely. I, I had the good fortune to tune into some of the actual play. And uh, Edwin, CJ, Ryan and Tom really mm. did a wonderful job of portraying characters who who felt authentic for them that not only that genre, but that era.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Uh, and yeah, uh, it's it's always lovely to see other people running. They came from and especially, and you know, Eddie, I always forget how well. And I had certainly forgotten until you just said it that you hadn't run it before. So uh, I'm I'm so glad it went well.
3: I have yeah, also
1: no.
2: Oh, sorry. No, I I I was just gonna say, I mean, it 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 was it was a load of fun and I think it helped that um uh, uh everyone kinda I think said it's like, oh, this is uh, a sixties television show and night TV budget, and everyone in the group immediately got what I was saying mm-hmm. when I said those mm-hmm. words. Um so I think that really helped that we were all on the same page so fast. Yeah.
3: I also have not run any They Came From games, which means that I definitely need
0: to.
1: Yeah. Neither have I, uh, to be honest. I...
0: <laughs> that's a lie.
1: I, d- I don't know that's anyone a, who more has more
3: than 10 lies.
2: That's, that's, that's <laughs> many
0: lies stacked up together wearing a trench coat. Like, what is that? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I was literally in the room when you were running the game at one point. We've got yeah, you on I, I video
0: played. running the game on our YouTube channel.
1: That was what that game was. I thought I was playing. You're,
0: you're, so you were like a, a, a jaunty hat? hat. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. No, no, that was uh nice. That was Vampire. What are we are talking about?
3: Vampire. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: very, very odd, homebrew version of Vampire. He
3: was yeah, playing was a jaunty saying. Lissandra.
1: Mm.
3: V- V5 really did just veer, didn't it? I mean, whew.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, as soon as they introduced the La Sombra pirates, so that's way before V5. It's <laughs> uh, one of my least favorite ideas in Vampire is the idea of La Sombra pirates, yeah, sa- pirates sailing the high seas.
0: As you know, La Sombra are, my, are my, my favorite clan and I, I just disavow that part of them. I'm yeah, like, I'm a corsair of La Sombra. No, I don't like that at all. And,
2: and La Sombra are so weird because like they're one of the few clans where like every edition they're completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I remember back the like, first edition where they came out they came out in a supplement and they're like, Yeah, they're just they're Euro trash. So that was like the beginning, middle, and end of their concept. Yeah. Yes. And the first edition was like, Okay, no, they're actually punk rebels against the venture. And then the second edition like, Okay, but they're also secretly pirates. And then our vice <laughs> comes out and it's like, never mind, we didn't do they're anything. They're not pirates. <laughs> <laughs> they're none of those things. But they're, they're also the secretly the... Wor- <laughs> Yeah. Right, yeah. but the Lord's a night, but also they worship
1: shadow demons because reasons and it's just like
2: well,
3: we need well, something. We need man. something to differentiate them from the Ventru. Right.
1: Yeah, uh, because the Ventru do what they do that so damn well.
3: Mm, yes, they're the best.
1: Uh, and, and they will tell you. But I'll tell you something else about Shadows because I'm running the World Below uh later today. Ooh. I'll be doing the World Below panel uh with a few good people, including the legendary at Greenwood. That is the prefix we've decided to attach to him, whether <laughs> he likes it or not. Uh that's his title now. Your legendary. Better than anything
3: else you could have given him.
1: I yes. know. Right? <laughs> the and and even us, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> and uh, shortly thereafter I will be running The World Below. Because we have the World Below Ashcan coming out very soon, uh, we announced this in one of our other panels. Our sort of pared down, largely artless, just you know, just the rules, ma'am, and uh, the parts of the setting, characters, antagonists, and so on that you will need to run the game and give us feedback. That's what the Ashcan is for. It's a little like a jumpstart, but it has a big picture inside it, uh, not literally and (laughs) the scenario that i'll be running is the scenario from said ashcan version so if you decide to run the world below or you decide to read through that scenario at a later point you can subsequently watch the actual play that i run and you know compare beat for beat uh it's a good way of learning how to run a game in my view Uh, i'm I think, uh, Dixie, you mentioned that I'm doing a Patreon <laughs> game afterwards. Just, and...
0: just because you were bitching about... like, Not bitching about. You were kind of joking about you know, doing this on, on your birthday. And I was like, you did other things that you've chosen to do on your birthday. Uh, that,
1: that's true. You know, I, I am getting paid for the Patreon thing. Uh, but it is a, it is fun. I'm running Wraith the Oblivion. We, of course, uh, on XPath, uh, created the 20th anniversary edition for Wraith. And uh, that's still one of my fondest writing memories, really, working on Wraith.
4: Mm. Uh,
1: and that is a game the players of which constantly find that Wraith is no, n- by no means the most miserable World of Darkness <laughs> game, because uh, in this session they will probably, I don't think any of them are watching at this time, be encountering the ghosts of certain founding fathers who have decided they're going to create their own <laughs> rap group Uh, To contend with the false narrative espoused by Hamilton. Uh, So they were meeting Wraith Aaron Burr, Jefferson, and John Adams, at least. I've written, I'm coming up with raps for all of them. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm quite pleased with them. I I have no ear for music at all, Uh, but that means I'm very good at rap. Uh, Don't say hey, that. <laughs> hey, hey. No, uh, I'm not very good at music or rap, but I know how to rhyme words. And so, like a toddler. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> well, and how to write rap. So Aaron Burr's, of course, starts with the name's Aaron Burr, and I'm here to say because if you're <laughs> if you're if you're Aaron Burr doing a rap, you are going to start with and I'm here to say. Like Jefferson starts with yo yo, it's Jefferson. Look over here. <laughs>
2: So they're You're kind of handling here. a very specific era of late, late 90s public TV rap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the beat is boom. Shh, well, boom
1: badum, I mean,
0: if 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 they're trying to counter Hamilton, but they're all a bunch of out of touch white dead dudes, this actually makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: well, yeah exactly. Right, right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I'm very pleased with, with my work on that. And it's I, do, really I do need something.
2: to interrupt uh, because uh, uh, it was pointed out in chat that there was a book called Vampirates. And uh, as, as I was paying attention to you, Matthew, I also was Googling, and I have to read to you the summary of the Vampirates book series. Yeah. Is, it, uh,
0: is it better or worse than Vampires? I'll <laughs> leave it
2: to your discussion. I'm going to read okay the, okay. the year is 2512, and the Tempest twins, Grace and Connor, decide to escape their small town of Crescent Moon Bay after their father's death. They take okay. their father's boat, which has been claimed by the bank, onto the ocean in the middle of a horrible storm and become shipwrecked. Right. Saved by a passing pirate ship, Connor is pulled aboard by the pirate Shang Li and quickly adjusts to his new life as a pirate prodigy. Meanwhile, Grace is rescued from sea by the Irish vampire pirates, Morkan Fury, and placed upon a strange ship. She discovers she's on a vampire ship. As twins fight to find each other, they discover they have chosen different paths and loyalties.
1: I'd play it. <laughs> uh, uh, although, there, there, I think there's a fatal flaw in the premise. And that is in... It's only one? Yeah, yeah. It's the only thing that's really stopping my immersion in the world of vampires. And that's by the year 25, whatever the hell. Yeah. uh, The sea will be so thick with plastic that no one will be sailing (laughs) on it.
0: I will have you know that the first book in the series, there are six books, by the way, um, Mm. has a 4.7 rating on Amazon with with 300 ratings. There you oh, go. There you
1: go. So it oh, knows dude. it's target audience, Eddie, and it is not you. It is
0: probably a book <laughs> that I would have read at the age of, like, 11 and really enjoyed,
2: you know? It, 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 to me, it's one of those concepts that, like, if you're going to pitch this concept, you have to just really, be, you know, I, I'm just going for this as hard as I can. It's like, yeah, it's in the future, and there are twins, and there are vampire pirates, and if you could do that, then, yeah, it may turn around to be actually enjoyable, but this also feels like whether well, someone put all the they came from games together?
0: I mean, Sweet Valley High had everything you just mentioned. It had an ocean, it had boats, it had vampires, it had werewolves, it had murder, it had twins. Like um, I was yeah. reading those.
1: And we <laughs> cited Sweet Valley High as a Dawkins Creek yep. inspiration yes. and still it didn't win. I will talk about Sweet Valley High at any We
0: talked about that
3: after after it had already lost, unfortunately.
1: No, no, no. When I when I put the poll up we recorded
3: I know. it before it last. We sweet valley, put it out to everybody. Sweet
1: high. Are you j- no,
3: just breaking into song and dance here? That was the
1: theme yes. tune to Sweet Valley High. It wasn't a terribly uh, involved set of lyrics. It was a bit <laughs> like California Dreams was. I want to lay here in the sun until this day is done. <laughs> um, it may have been I want to surf here in the sun, given that the California Dreams were a surf gang, but a nice gang, you know, it was like Saved by the Bell but on the beach. Uh, but yes, anyway, uh, I, I could go on and probably shouldn't. Right.
2: <laughs> uh, but it's been point out in chat that uh, democracy has failed us because we do not have, in fact, leather daddies or pirates. <laughs> I mean, I and now,
3: now we have to pit leather daddies against pirates, and what kind of world is this? <laughs>
1: I think it's telling that are, at the UK are, Games Expo... Oh, sorry, Dixie, you go ahead.
0: Are pirates ahead. not Leather Daddies? Like, I've seen our flag mean stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can <laughs> See, I leave.
1: thought so. Yeah, uh, I, I think they can. I think they can. Uh, at, uh, at UK Games Expo this year, I ran two sessions of Camp Murder Lake. They came from Camp Murder Lake. And one of the characters in those games is a rock star called Leather Daddy. He has a name around it, but that's his, I guess, uh, stage name. And he goes out in the leather suit, zipped up, and so on. And uh, he was by far the most popular character. You know, everyone wanted to play Leather Daddy. And Mm. so I think there is something intrinsically appealing about that archetype we've got to work a leather daddy into every single role-playing game is my point yes. So i need to go back to the world below make some edits and uh, <laughs> and obviously pugmire. yeah pugmire we need leather puggy uh i
4: can't believe you just said that <laughs>
2: It does actually remind me of my favorite run of Judge Dredd, where um, they actually he goes to Mexico City, which is California, um, and they say, you know what, your your metrics as a, a fascist police officer are kind of down, so we've rebranded you. And they present him with the image of a pug with a judge's ju- helmet on it, and it's Pug Dredd. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it's like the, the whole thing. That's we it. need. It's just Pug right?
1: Dredd.
2: It's just Pug Dredd. And then Pug Dredd just kind of keeps coming back, like randomly throughout
1: the, the run of, 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 of issues and it's just i like... know we've mooted many times cyber pug yeah. yeah and and i think at this point we need to bench cyberpug and go for pug dread get in touch with 2000 ad see what let's make magic it's true it's true, it's true. Let's synergize I mean, they already did dread dread so i mean they're clearly
2: up for the puns <laughs>
0: Now we are, of course, I mean, this is, this is a podcast live. We are taking questions. People have them. We've only had a couple of questions so far, we are? Uh, so I haven't been, I mean, if people want to ask questions, we don't have to answer them. We're not obligated to do anything contractually. Oh, that's um, true. However, someone did ask what topic we would like to cover on the podcast that we haven't done yet. And that is an interesting <laughs> question uh, so, in my opinion.
2: Because I feel like either a we've done the topic B we've done the topic way too often. Or C, we forgot we did the topic, but actually
1: already did the topic. Uh, I would like to do an episode where we all have to come up with, like our five-minute pitches, I love our pitch episodes, those are my favorite episodes. I do like those. Of course, that was the genesis for The World Below.
0: I actually want to go back and listen to those, because like, every time people have liked my ideas, and I'm like, should I just turn one of these into a pitch
1: yes that, that's the thing i think some of the ideas we came up with yes some of them were awful oh
0: but,
4: yeah
1: <laughs> but that's because we had completely disparate elements and we're thinking ah, how do these work together but sometimes they actually bore fruit uh mentally if nothing else uh but i mean yeah, I, I, I i don't know why do... you went with
0: the word blow and not shin megami tensei dragon cooking mama oh believe star. me
1: Believe me, if we ever turn into some kind of company that releases 20 page RPGs, uh, I will be revisiting the Dragon Restaurant. Uh, (laughs) But no, I think we need to do our five minute uh, Founding Father raps. Uh, You have five minutes to come up with a suitable rap because we're not uh, slam poets here. We can't just get up in each other's faces and start freestyling. But with a few minutes anticipation, you're allocated a Founding Father or revolutionary and uh, then you have to do a short rap about them somehow tie it into one of our games boom why does uh, john adams favor playing dystopia rising ever? i'm out
0: i'm out yeah i'm not doing mm-hmm. this i'm out
1: no, no no i could i could i think i could uh, i could actually do that
3: you 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 pitched it of course right. show for that. it okay i want
1: to hear the yourself. john adams dystopia yeah. rising
0: rap all
1: right now okay all right can, can, can i start can i get a boom bum
0: no we're not helping. Shh, boom, oh, okay,
1: fine.
0: Boom, shh, boom, shh,
1: boom, what up? I'm John Adams. Boom, I know you don't care. When boom, people rank their presidents, shh, I'm barely ever boom, there. Give boom, me some respect. Boom, I led the revolution. My favorite RPG boom, shh, is Dystopia boom, Rising boom, boom, Evolution.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: I'm. We're done. We're done. I, I quit. I'm, in,
2: stream I quit. Off. I'm down. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. going to do podcast. Appreciate it. Um, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I don't
0: believe that just.
2: <laughs>
1: I I've got more. There's a lot of fat. No, off. no you don't. No, <laughs> no you don't. No, you don't have any more. This goes in the same box X-Cart. as Huberstank. <laughs> this goes back into the Huberstank box. Uh, was, <laughs> no. No, cruelly, cruelly, misjudged, I feel the Huber. <laughs> uh, they they will they will rise again. Just like John I, I got it, hope not. Yeah, we still talking
3: not. about Hoobastank?
1: Yeah, they, they I'm are trying the, not to! I'm <laughs> trying to end this conversation! The through-line of our convention. From about the two line of years... Convention. No, they were the through-line starting with Mummy the Curse 2nd Edition. And running Wait, what?! <laughs> As I have maintained, if you assemble oh, right, all, all the pillars in Mummy the Curse, if you rearrange them, spell out Hoobastank.
3: Stank.
1: Yeah. Give it a try.
3: <laughs> it like that because, because he was doing all syllables.
4: A- yeah.
2: Right. right the the lots of a's that end up work. put
1: somewhere in the word. Yeah. People will be trying it now, mm. but uh, it won't work. It's
3: the reason you <laughs> that they that they do that.
1: No, they don't actually do that. I know. I just like the word Hoobastank. <sighs> I.
3: I was making a Hoobastank joke by saying the reason is you. They're
1: too. not joking. Oh my god. They're not joking and Danielle, I can't. Uh, I, I take Hoobastank very
2: seriously. You Danielle and Ian both made the same joke at the same time, yeah. one in chat and one in voice. And I just, I just, these are my colleagues, ladies and gentlemen. These are the people I work with every day of my life.
0: Eddie, do you want to go in the corner and take a nap? Because that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to Seriously,
1: go I am so tired now. Well, do we have any other questions that have been submitted?
0: Uh, a couple. Rent a techie and looking at questions.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh I I will note that uh,
2: someone has mentioned that uh, apparently Witchford academy will allow you to channel your dragon restaurant needs so I'm oh, curious yeah. to see how that pans out.
1: Well if that's you Michaela, saying that it uh is. hands off my dragon <laughs> restaurant because this is going to be an RPG in its own right.
0: Uh, we have been asked if D can tee something from at the gates. Um let's see what can I say about at the gates? Are there in fact gates and is something at them?
4: Ooh. Um, (laughs) Ooh, so
3: so about that, actually, um, I spent a really long time trying to figure out a name for this game. Um, I had a concept, I had like a, a, a through line, uh, what do you do in this game? I had all of that. I'm really bad at naming things. And so. I was pitching it around like some other like some other friends like what would you call a game about this Mm -hmm. and all the the like really catchy names that I wanted to call it were names of games already.
0: That's always the most annoying part about naming a game is that you'll like think of a cool name and then you'll find out that it's like some beloved cult rpg from like 1992 or whatever and you're like damn it right it wasn't yeah, even uh, it
3: wasn't even like that it was like i'm gonna say this word out loud and go i know that's a wildly popular
4: game
1: right yeah. <laughs> I, I had the exact same issue with the world below uh, the initial name i was going to go for for it turned out to be the name of an alternative american rock band oh what was that hoover uh, stank
3: oh oh okay yeah oh, all right uh, damn it uh... <laughs> Uh, so anyway i um i settled it at the gates as kind of like a metaphorical like thing uh for what was going on in the story Mm -hmm. and i i chatted a little bit about this with rich where i was like you know it's a little bit of a metaphor and yeah. he was like maybe it shouldn't be such a metaphor and i was like yeah. maybe i'll go and do some uh extra writing once it gets into development <laughs> okay
0: i uh, gotta i gotta add gates into every chapter now, yeah,
3: i gotta i gotta <laughs> talk about gates somewhere
2: yeah. uh, I, uh, gates. garden gates bill gates
0: <laughs> gates mcfadden logic
2: gates
1: gates mcfadden yes, gates McBadden, that's yes. where yes. i was gonna yeah. go as
0: well i've been watching a lot of star trek y'all yeah, I
1: mean, so all recently, actually. We, we made, famously, infamously, we made that error, uh, kind of in the other way with Mummy, The Curse, second edition, with our Timeless Chronicle, not, not adding any Timeless material.
0: That was the, the funniest mistake
4: we ever made. It was just <laughs> I, like...
1: It ended up in there eventually, but yeah, it was red lines, around the red lines phase that uh, Dixie and I were looking at and thinking, Ah, where, where's all the time and stuff? Oh, also, also, after getting...
0: after you and I had gone on, like, Gen Con panels and talked about yeah. how cool and innovative that was going to be, mm. and how you could yeah. time travel, kind of, and you could wake up at different times and out of order, da-da-da-da-da. we, like, had all this talk about it, and then we get to Red Lines, and it's like, we, uh, didn't put that in the book. Mm. Yeah, cool. And then... To be fair, that rarely happens, but every now and then you get to a stage and you just realize that you've just left something out of the outline that
3: is absolutely
0: crucial.
2: Yeah. Oh,
3: man. So many times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, never. No, I
2: never do that. What are you talking about? You're all weird. (laughs) (sighs)
3: Yeah. If that were coming from Matthew, it would be, it would have been more in character, not you, Eddie. Uh (laughs) I just don't see you as egotistical
2: like that oh i the background. i'm trying come like, on <laughs> why can't um, i be egotistical
1: uh, you need you need to be better really so that you know you're better uh, yeah Ian he,
2: is calling out correctly that I, I i almost did forget to write the antagonist for anima yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah it yeah. happens
2: <laughs> after an outline said very carefully like don't talk about this because it's going to be a very specific thing it needs to be in the book. And everyone said, like, cool. And no one talked about it. And I was like, including me. And I was like,
0: I I, I didn't mention it in the chapter about the game where they yeah. appear. Um, yeah. And it was it, like, you know, it was one of those things where like, I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about it as a secret. As a thing, somebody else talk about it. And then it's like, Dixie should at least hint at it. Like that's right. kind of right. part of your job in this chapter but no No. i i i got so involved in being like i'm going to describe my ideal mmo based off what dominic wrote like i'm going to make this exactly the kind of game i would want to play on glass and i got so like obsessively focused on that that i started to forget that it had to like fit into trinity a little bit um right it all came out you know by the end, obviously, but there were definitely moments where I like almost forgot I was writing Trinity because I was just so excited about being like, oh, and you can do this, and you can do this, and this happens in the game, and you can do this because I want this in the game, and this would be really
2: cool.
1: Right, yeah, to quote our
2: Discord, I, it was a secret to everybody. It secret
1: to everybody. <laughs> I think it's, it, it's actually is an easier problem to stumble into than I imagine most viewers, listeners think because mm-hmm. if you as a developer or a game designer or what have you have such a central idea in your game, let's say, Mm
4: -hmm. Uh, so
1: to use the timeless example, and you put it in your outline, you know, you say, and you tell all the writers in your meetings with them, this is the sort of central conceit of the game. That's fine, Mm -hmm. but you still need a specific place in which you discuss it, break it down, and so on in your book. Otherwise, you're kind of, and I think this is where people go wrong, where I went wrong, is you... You end up relying on all of the writers uh, conveying your enthusiasm and detail through their writing. But of course, they're going to also write about what they are interested in. And, And so it is a crapshoot, really when those first drafts come in obviously you can micromanage it to a degree but it is a bit of a crapshoot that when those first drafts come in how heavily they lean on the themes you want them to Mm -hmm. uh, because people need creative freedom but they also need direction and the easiest way to put direction uh, to a team is Put it in the damn outline and say you're responsible for this, you know, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. someone has got to spend 5,000 words explaining how this works mechanically. It can't just right. be a nice thing that exists in the world.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, it, it really is kind of a, a double-edged sword when you're excited about a topic because yeah. yeah, you can get really excited and you can write way too much about it. Um, and I've also been given assignments here and there where they're like, do 5,000 words on this. And I'm like, I did it in two like yeah. 2,000 words and it, it's yeah. fine. So can I use my other 3,000 words elsewhere or did I miss something, you know? Because mm. that's, that's that's always the kind of thing that we, we go back and, and talk to our devs about, which I, I love that part of the process of, of being like, oh, you know, I, I was given 5K on this, but I think I need seven. Or I was given 5K on this, but I only need two. So can we reallocate this? You wanted to go to somebody else because that, that happens sometimes. Every now and then somebody has a, a little word deficit, and we're like, oh, so and so could actually really use those words. Can we mm-hmm. shuffle them around a little?
3: Yeah. Fun fact whenever I'm assigning words uh, in an outline, it's really um, vibes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. So yeah. vibes. It I'm is like, vibes based.
3: Mm, powers for this game, oh, like 30K maybe. I don't know. That seems right uh introduction that's probably gonna be like well i'm gonna fit it in two thousand words or less and if it goes over that well fuck me
4: <laughs>
3: uh, <laughs> uh, it's like uh just stuff like that it's just vibes the whole way down yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. i mean certainly uh, uh if you have similar games to look back on you can say, okay well we got right. it in roughly like character creation seems to be about 20,000 words in these games. So I could do another 20,000 words for this one. and be mm-hmm. fine. Uh, but yeah, certainly there are times where it's like, uh, I've had writers go, you know, I, like you said, it's like, I feel like I covered this topic and you know, what else do you want me to write? And the answer might be nothing. Nope. You got it. So, uh, we'll just give those words to the other writer who clearly need to do way more. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that it's as much art as science. Um, but certainly there's, there's, there's all, it, it, it looks more scientific than it really is. Yeah. That way.
0: Yeah. The only stuff you can be super sure of for the most part are like spe- specific write-ups as, as you were saying, like, mm. you know, oh, this, this stat block should be about 500 words because every other stat block that looks like it is that many words, you know? Right, yeah. mm-hmm. Um, but if you don't have that, and even then sometimes it's like, well, this person has a fiddly power so I need an extra 200 words on this person's stat block because right. there's there's a bit, there's a fiddly bit I got to fit in.
2: Right, mm-hmm. or, or you're statting up a house, as a random example. Hey, yeah, you... yeah. <laughs> I
0: love my house. Uh, but you don't need
2: a word count to talk about the house.
0: <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't. It has no attributes nor skills.
1: No, uh, but and yet it still has a stat block. <laughs>
0: it has powers, just yes. not skills.
1: <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> uh it's, it's interesting... The the uh, I guess the idea that we you know we have these vibes we have uh, we sometimes base them on previous books and as an example the world below which of course we will we intend to do crowdfunding later this year mm-hmm. uh, uh, after the Ashcan after we accumulate some feedback from that with any luck is to take the introduction as an example because Danielle was talking about an introduction that should fit in around two thousand words. That's one of those chapters that a lot of the time I think we look at an intro as, okay, it's got to deliver the headlines, now let's get into the game. Mm -hmm. And it was after, I think, Danielle's feedback on The World Below uh, that was largely, you know, this is a game, this is a brand new game line. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a game that introduces new terms. This is a game that introduces new ideas that we haven't covered before on Mm X-Path. Therefore, we need to introduce those up front. And yep. so, yeah. all of a sudden, your introduction becomes a much more important part of the uh, the the structure
4: mm-hmm. than
1: mm-hmm. than it would in, let's say, a source book for a game line with ten plus years of history. right. Uh, we I do kind of hold with that idea that I know some people do in other media that the tighter the constraint, you know the tighter the word count, the deadline the often the better the work you get from people it's not always the case you know it's not necessarily true but I think if you give someone 5,000 words to write something or you give them 10,000 words to write something quite often especially if we're talking about setting something which sometimes is regarded as fluffy Mm -hmm. uh, it can be punchy, dynamic, and so forth within those 5,000 words rather than spreading it to the 10,000. Obviously, mm-hmm. it differs from project to project, but I think I've, I've been coming around to the idea that, okay, well, we don't need to be that roomy, right. uh, it, yeah. something that came up in RPG anthology because RPG Anthology is a massively condensed version of all of the They Came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, the antagonists are condensed, the archetypes are condensed, even the cinematics are condensed. We chop away so much of what, I guess, makes Beneath the Sea, Beyond the Grave, classified in Cyclops' cave, the size they are, and I've got no issue with the size they are. Mm-hmm. But it's a really interesting experiment as a developer to see that same information delivered in a very much more condensed fashion and see whether it translates in the same way, if it's better, if it's worse. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, once RPG Anthology is out, obviously, that's some time off. But once it's out and obviously you can also see the full manuscript if you back the Kickstarter, I'll be interested to see how people gel with it when compared to a Beyond the Grave,
0: Mm as an example. Also, the amount of words and style of writing should, you know, go with the setting you're presenting on some level. That's that's, that's mm. something that I think is really important, um, which, which is why, like, a lot of Exalted stuff tends to be a little longer, is because that's just the sort of language that is used in Exalted.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, also, working on something like when I worked on Cavaliers of Mars, I know that Rose was really going for that kind of, like, pulpy sci-fi, like... Yeah. what what language i would usually consider slightly overwrought yep. um but that's what we were going yep. for so when i was writing on the supplement for that i used a lot of you know ten dollar words because that, that that i wouldn't normally use trying to convey information in a like a like simple easy to understand way so i write very differently on like trinity than i do on right. on something like cavalier's Um, And Mm. then for Pugmire, it's even different because you're trying to be as as simple as possible, but not talk down to people. You want to be really, like, really careful with that one because you're writing in a way that kids should be able to understand if they read the book, but does not sound like you are talking to kids. Right. Um, Yeah. You want to go for clarity
2: as much as possible. Simple clarity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's also interesting to me when it comes to, like, word count things, you know, because... Could I take some charms from Exalted and condense the word count down a lot? And I'm talking 3E, not Essence. Like, yeah, I could, but it wouldn't feel like like Exalted. And mm-hmm. it needs to feel that way on some level, you know?
1: Well, I've got a story, and it relates to Pugmire.
0: We've got five minutes, so go ahead and tell us your story.
1: Oh, it was so long ago. No, uh, just the other week <laughs> I went to my uh, son's school for a parent. It's uh, a sort of career day thing, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you go in uh, all through the week, uh, they're seeing different parents, and I was up against a fireman and a scientist. So I had my work cut out for them. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, that's it a sad, lot. Exciting, uh, exciting, because they came in with all kinds of props, you know, here's, here's a helmet, here's a fire hose, <laughs> oh god. Here's a pay um, sheet, here's an outline. <laughs> <laughs> here's a deadline, get writing. Uh, <laughs> so I, uh, I brought in some video games, some board games, some RPGs. And the RPGs I brought in, because this was a class of like six to eight year olds, was Pugmire and Pirates of Pugmire. Mm-hmm. And so I went through explaining to the class, uh, you know, the differences between these kinds of games, how you play role playing games and so on, keeping it. I guess, high level to a degree, uh, because I didn't want to bog anyone down. The number of children afterwards that came up with really insightful questions was fascinating, because they wanted to know, how do you play these characters? You know, how do you play this game? Um, What does it mean if you do this? And I gave one of the children in the class, the classroom star of the day, a copy of Pugmire. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was dutifully reported back by my son, at the end of the day, that at lunchtime, they all decided they would play Pugmire in the playground. Now, they weren't sitting around rolling dice. They opened the book, they Hmm. took bits and pieces out of it, you know, mostly pictures but they also were able to see the example characters and their Mm -hmm. example stat blocks and they could naturally infer that a high number was better than a low one and then they could take monsters from the back of the book you know giant ants and whatnot and they could and they could then play with that material because the material is written to be accessible and it isn't Mm -hmm. talking down to them they weren't looking at this and thinking this is some this isn't this is babyish or this is childish you know Mm -hmm. we want to go around playing soldiers or uh, marvel superheroes or whatever so it it left an impact they they looked at it they internalized it they played it and you know that—that's what we want from all of our games, whether people are running around playing them or playing them at a table or on Discord yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's that ability to look at content and immediately have it speak to them in some way. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, for that to happen with a bunch of primary schoolers uh, was so exciting. This is—it's it, it, lovely. It's lovely to see.
0: You're throwing me bodily back to elementary school because my—I—I I had, I had two best friends at elementary school who I'm—I'm I'm still friends with today um but when we were kids when the, my my friend maria had an older brother who had dnd books and we would take the D books and mine them for like peoples and monsters and then we would just mm-hmm. play pretend in like this free form thing that we yeah. called the game like we'd l- literally be like do you want to play the game and we would go like in the woods and put on weird clothes and i would be an elf or a dragon or whatever you know we'd, we're just doing the right, same like thing you. uh just like l- looking at sound blocks getting the inspiration and then doing our own thing with it mm-hmm. um and i love that there's you know still kids today doing that because i feel I know, like that's so cool. in the age of you know video games and computers and social media and stuff i didn't know that kids still did that they would still you know just run around and play pretend and, and as as whatever characters they were and that that, that makes me really happy yeah. yeah
1: i didn't know it would have that effect uh you know i was yeah. just expecting uh whoever i gave it to would look at it might might take an interest or may just take it home put it on the shelf with all the other story books right uh, yeah they they went ahead and That's played a version so amazing That's i I'm so I, I just stunned i love it no I it's wish great. i'd taken them Camp Myrtle lake oh uh, i know <laughs> I met I maybe not now. that
0: one
2: yeah
1: <laughs> yeah I don't and think... on that note
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so i guess i do the end of the podcast here so uh eddie how people find you follow you tell you their incredibly wholesome pugmire stories
2: well i'm just a fall into a a puddle of of, of wholesomeness now, because that's just so amazing. But (laughs) when I reconstitute myself, uh, you'll be able to find me at uh, pugstudy.com. It's P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find me at uh, Pugstudy on Twitter or on Dice.camp, or you can find me in the Onyx Path Discord, where I'm usually talking in off topic about things that have nothing to do with our games, but uh, seem to entertain people. So that's always fun. (laughs)
3: Uh, Dee, what about you? Uh, you can find me at Daniellozon.com And also, uh, I'm on the Onyx Path Discord. You can always chat with me there. Um, Definitely look... DM
0: Danielle.
1: Yes, Probably. you can
3: You can try to DM me and see how that goes for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you can find me on MatthewDawkins.com. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, at MP. You can find me on the Onox Path Discord. Uh, largely hovering around They Came From and World Below channels. Uh, but yeah, you can find me in a lot of places, and I'm always happy to talk about games.
0: Yeah, uh, you can find me at 60Cyanide pretty much everywhere. Uh, I was just exposed for not being subscribed to our channel on the chat, and I feel... How
2: dare! Also, I'm not subscribed <laughs> either.
0: I just got a gift sub, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> you can tell.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, if i me in the Discord, hanging out, talking, uh, don't don't DM me, or, you know, try. Um, I do have the banhammer in the Discord, so, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for hanging out. Uh, this was a fun conversation. I like our pre-form conversation sometimes. And yes, the World Below panel starts here in half an hour. Mm. Uh, and there's currently some science stuff happening, some Trinity stuff happening, all kinds of things you can go look at in the meantime. So thanks again for tuning in, and as always... Many worlds.